It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. We have to talk about the NFL League meetings. Kevin O'Connell, not a rookie head coach, but this is his first league meetings, I guess you can say, as a true one-season-in head coach. And he's already making big moves down there with the owners. We have to talk about that. The owners also, there were some rules approved and some rules denied. Why, though? Nobody really knows. But there's one rule. There's one rule that a lot of players aren't happy with, a lot of former players aren't happy with. And it's actually reversed of what the league has been preaching. We'll talk about that next, coming up on The Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcasts. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I'm your host, as stated before, Ron Johnson. I'm so happy to be with you guys on this. It's a little chilly in Minnesota. I don't know where you're listening from, but it's probably a little bit warmer than Minnesota. 11 degrees today when I got up, but you know what? No snow. I can't be mad if it's not snowing. I could be a little mad, but hey, it's not snowing. Sun's out. It's 11 degrees, though, so I'm glad to be in the studio coming live to you, Uh, but Make sure you remember, this episode is powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to get started today to make every moment more. And don't forget, we got down to the final four. This is not, it's funny, somebody just bought this up. This is not the worst final four ever as far as seeds go, because there's no double-digit seeds. Uh, I think a year or two ago, like two years ago, because last year was Kansas, uh, Duke, Villanova. I mean, you can't get any bluer than that of Blue Blood schools. Uh, This year, FAU, San Diego State, Miami. So a little bit different, but, hey, those parlays, you want to make sure you get on a FanDuel Sportsbook uh, and then go to FanDuel.com to get started today. We got to talk about this today as I bring my producer into the show, Sam Ekstrom. Uh, I just want people to remember, too, you can now find Locked On Sports Minnesota on Amazon Fire and Roku. Just download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app to get all of your favorite shows. Hey, the Ron Johnson Show, of course. But we have to talk about, as I say, today's show, we're going to talk about in the early open, we're going to talk a little quarterback talk because the NFL, uh, there's a lot of things being thrown around. Kirk Cousins' name now is coming up. Uh, pro football talk. I don't know why Kirk Cousins has anything to do with Lamar Jackson, but Lamar or Lamar Jackson uh, tweeted some out. So we're going to talk about that tweet because it's a new day and age. Draymond Green says it. You know, we are the new media when players can kind of break their own news. We saw uh, Watt do that when he retired, you know, and when he signed with the Cardinals, you know, he was, hey, I'm going to the Cardinals. You've heard it here first. My source, me. You know, a lot of players are starting to be their own source. They're taking it away from Adam Schefter. Uh, they're not allowing even their agent because they're telling their agent, like, look, nobody knows this but me and the team. So if it comes out, the team did it. If the team says they didn't do it, then you did it. So if I do this, I want to be able to do it my way, not your way. And I think that's what's going to happen moving forward with a lot of players. And that's what happened clearly 
with Lamar Jackson. So we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson uh, coming up. And then also we got to dive into these NFL owners. I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, one thing I'll say is player safety is what the NFL continues to preach, but they're not living up to it with what their newest rule. One of their newest rules, well, two of their newest rules to me, doesn't preach like player safety to me. It's preaching we got to make money. And where's that money? It's on a couple places. And so I'm all for the money, but I'm also for the player safety because without the players, the game, look at LeBron James and Lakers. If LeBron's not healthy, it's not, it's not a good season for that team. If Lamar Jackson doesn't play, look at what the Ravens look like. If Deshaun Watson gets hurt, if Kirk Cousins gets hurt, I mean, just imagine this league with quarterbacks and players, top players getting hurt. It just it isn't what it what, what you're paying for. Uh, and I think that's what the NFL has to be careful of, because when you get too greedy, sometimes you go a little bit too far and, and you you can end up hurting the players. But, Sam, let's jump out there. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, so here's a story there. It, like we just found this out on like the 24th, 25th, 26th, somewhere in there. We found out Lamar Jackson requested a trade. Here's the problem with this. He requested the trade March 2nd. So you're telling me all of March, Adam Schefter had no idea that Lamar Jackson had recovered. So either two things. One, he knew, and the Ravens were like, look, you cannot put this out there. Like, we we don't need this out there because this is going to make us look bad, and it's going to force our hand now because now we can secretly just reach out to teams like, hey, man, if we if we trade Lamar, what what would you give us? And I'm pretty sure the Ravens GM has done that with his friends that are GMs and some of these owners like Jerry Jones that, you know, these guys know each other. But when Lamar Jackson took it, because his agent probably came back like, hey, man, the water's timid. Like, I don't know. A lot of people aren't really, you know, keen on it and all of a sudden. And then when it's going out there, now a lot more teams are starting to Dan Campbell. Hey, we, we I, Lamar Jackson is a great player. But we're happy with Jared Goff. Now, two things with this. One, if you actively try to trade for a guy, Lamar Jackson, and the numbers don't match with what he wants, because he he wants a certain dollar amount. So clearly they're trying to find a suitor that's willing to trade with the Ravens. One, mm -hmm. because you're going to have to give up possibly two first-round picks or a first-round pick, depending on when, because uh, they franchise tag him and then they trade him, which can happen. Um, there's rules around that and what you have to give them because they tag their player. Then you want to trade that trade for that player. You have to give up a certain number of draft picks. And then you also still have to try to sign this guy to the contract he wants. If you try it and it doesn't work now, you're going back. That's like being married or dating, maybe engaged. I don't know how you want to put it. Maybe you're engaged. You're not married. You're engaged. And all of a sudden, you know, a new version comes out and you're like, oh, Okay, this is better. Maybe I don't really know. And then you try to go date her, and then she says, "In the end, eh, I don't think it's gonna work." You you cannot go back to your fiance like, "Hey, babe, I was I was mistaken. I really I really love you." Like you're gonna create a bad. And so that's why I appreciate Dan Campbell and these other coaches do. And that's and then Lamar Jackson tweeted out. I can't wait to see all y'all. Like, is this like I'm putting you on my hit list because y'all didn't want me? That's not the case. Like, you have to understand what they're doing is they're protecting their team and their players and their coaches and their like quarterback so that he doesn't have to go through this media circus that Zach Wilson is. I can't imagine Zach Wilson, right? Because Zach Wilson said, I don't care who they bring in, I'm gonna make his life a living hell. You can't make Aaron Rodgers' life a living hell because Aaron Rodgers doesn't care. Like, he will retire at any moment. The man said, I made over $300 million. I'm good. Like, he doesn't care. So you can't make his life a living hell. So imagine being Zach Wilson 
and you're just sitting around like listening to this media circus of the Jets and all, and, and the owners want him. And, but, and who knows what they're telling them? Hey, if we bring Aaron Rodgers and you can sit behind me. But when you look at Lamar Jackson, Sam, and his trade, where do you see this going? Because there's a lot of teams publicly, Falcons, so on and so forth, saying, look, we're out on the Lamar Jackson thing. We, we're good with who we have. Well, it's funny because both sides – are, are lying, right? Like, because the Ravens are claiming Jim Harbaugh is saying, or John Harbaugh, sorry, not Jim Harbaugh. John <laughs> Harbaugh is saying, yeah, we expect Lamar to be here because they don't want to seem too eager to trade him. And then all the teams that might trade for him are, are they, they don't want to seem too eager to get him either. Everyone's posturing. Nobody wants to give up too much in a deal or surrender too much. Uh, so no one's going to tell the truth publicly. It's all going to be back channel. I, I don't know how these high-level contract negotiations work. I would assume that whoever, you know, greenlights this deal is going to have sort of a contract in mind for Lamar that Lamar is going to be okay with. Like, if there's a trade, I would guess that Lamar is happy with the extension that he's going to sign. Like, because whoever makes that deal and gives up multiple first-round picks, they are making a commitment. That's going to be a long-term marriage with Lamar, and they want to make Lamar happy. So I assume that they would give him what he wants. It's unclear what exactly he wants, Ron, right? Because he seems to to claim it's different or less than than what's been put in the media. Um, that it some have said it's he wants all guaranteed. He said no, I don't want all guaranteed. So I don't exactly know what what's going on. There's a lot of sleight of hand. People aren't being honest about the situation. But Detroit makes sense. Um, the Colts make sense. I tossed this one out earlier in the week, Ron. What do you think about this? What if the Packers get a couple first-round picks for Rodgers, turn right around, and give it to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson? What about that happening? Hmm. That could be. And here's the thing with the Packers, too. Like, when you give up first-round picks, you're giving up your pick. You're not giving up, like, a special pick. You're giving up your pick. So if the Packers feel like, you know what? Aaron Rodgers made this team good. Great, even. Lamar Jackson can also make this team great because of his legs and we still have the weapons and our running game was already what we were trying to get to. Cause you're right. I, I like that idea. Actually. I don't like the idea because of the, the Vikings, <laughs> but I do like the idea for Lamar Jackson. Now, granted it is cold there a lot in the late in the season. So, you know, hamstrings in that weather, uh, when you're a, you're, you're a runner and a thrower, um, you know, from Miami, Florida. So dealing with the cold, not the best of situations for a guy like Lamar Jackson, but I could see that. Like I could see that working because if they feel like we get Lamar Jackson, we were already on the cusp of making the playoffs anyway. Now we make the playoffs. Our first round picks aren't high. They're in the twenties anyway. So our like, what's the value of that to us versus having a quarterback for the next 10 years? Cause Lamar Jackson is young enough to play for another 10 years. And I think that's the thought behind this is that he's young enough that they could still have him for some time. Now, here's the thing, too, though. Like, you brought that up about Aaron Rodgers. When you talk about Aaron Rodgers, he's only playing for a year or two. I mean, he's he's almost said, I might retire. But he said, I'm playing for the Jets in 2023. So he's putting the fire to the Packers because he's like, look, I'm playing for the Jets in 2023, period. And I think Harbaugh is doing the same thing. He's trying to make it. because so, so what Aaron Rodgers is doing is telling the Jets, look, just go do it. Like, make this happen. I want to come. For the Packers, they're like, oh, my God, bro, stop saying that. Like, we we, we, we don't have any leverage now because you're going to leave regardless. And so now the Jets know, let's just wait. 
Like, we know Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to be at training camp for us. We know he doesn't need to be at OTAs for us. Like, we, we know what we're getting out of this. They already traded Elijah Moore. Um, you know, so they're making room. They they got their guys in there. They got a great defense from, from rookies of draft picks. So, for them, they're, they're putting their legs to fire. For Lamar Jackson, he's kind of in no man's land. Because there's not a team out there that that can like, because everybody was waiting for Aaron Rodgers first, and then after he was done, then because it's kind of like the NBA when everybody's like, man, we got to wait for Le- for LeBron or, or Pat Beverly said that, like finally the big names have signed, so now we can all sign, you know. And I forgot who it was. I think it was like Kevin Durant, maybe some other guys were holding the league hostage. I can't remember who exactly, but everybody was waiting to figure out who was going to sign who with these big names. And so guys like Pat Bev, you remember the tweet, like, oh, now we can all sign because these guys are finally signed to figure out where they're going. That's kind of what the league is. It's at a standstill right now until Aaron Rodgers and the Packers figure it out because other teams are like, well, let's wait and see. And then let's see what the Packers want to do because are they are they sold on Jordan Love? I mean, I don't know if you, we were talking about these owners meetings because Jordan Love's came, name came up in the owners meeting and there's coaches that don't even know who he is. Like, so for the Packers, you have to be sitting back like, are we really about to put our future in this guy's hand? Like, do we really believe he's the guy or were we hoping he was the guy and we wasted that draft pick and we could have got Aaron Rodgers receiver and kept him happy. Like there's, there's always going to be that in the back of their mind. Like if I'm Gutekinds, I have to be thinking about that. Like, boy, what could I have done? Could I have drafted a receiver maybe for Aaron? Cause that's all he wanted was a weapon. And I went and got a running back and a quarterback. Like, <laughs> you know, like what, what are we doing here? You know, and and is he the guy? Is he the next Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre? No, he doesn't seem like it. Now, I don't remember Aaron Rodgers much behind Brett Favre, so maybe we just don't know. We haven't seen the sample size enough to figure out. But Kirk Cousins' name popped up. Pro Football Talk, because we know Florio loves Kirk Cousins. But he bought up Kirk Cousins, him and Dan Patrick, because Dan Patrick bought it up too, which, of course, they're in the same network. So we get it. Like, they're probably sharing intel. And he said years ago, and of course, because it was the Vikings, Dan Flo- uh, uh, Mike Florio loves the Vikings. Years ago, when Kirk Cousins was going to be a free agent, he said he got a text. And Dan Patrick said this. So I'm guessing it came from Florio too. Who knows? But Dan Patrick said he got a text from a source, of course, that said Kirk Cousins is going to get the first fully guaranteed contract. And he was like, why? That was his response. Why? What has Kirk Cousins done to, to, to earn a fully guaranteed contract? And and this is where I go, because people don't like to make it about race. Because I know I saw Ryan Clark tweeted out about Aaron Rodgers or about um, Lamar Jackson. And he wasn't making it racial. He was just saying, like, look at the players who had to fight for some of these and the players who just got them. But here is the one kicker, and he did admit this too. Deshaun Watson is black, and he got 230 guaranteed and had a ton of baggage. But a lot of people are truly believing now that the Browns did that to screw over the rest of the league. And when you, you think about it is look what happened now Lamar Jackson's like wait a minute this is who got 230 why am I not having a fully guaranteed but here's the other one Patrick Mahomes 450 million but he only has 140 guaranteed now that's still a ton of money like mm-hmm. I would take 140 guaranteed with the possible of making 450 million in the next 10 years but we know he's not going to see that 450 that was a very team-friendly deal he's going to see his 140 because of guarantee he might see 250 maybe 230 but he's not going to see that 45 Cause they're going to, they're going to, when he gets to him to the end, like nine or not even nine, seven years into that contract, they're going to look up and say, Whoa, are you worth $45 million now? <laughs> I don't know, but we also don't know the salary cap in that time. Like what's it going to look like, but they bought up Kirk cousins and his guaranteed $84 million contract. And then he got more guarantees. And they were saying the one thing about Kirk's guarantee 
it it was guaranteed. And so that's what people first were like, wait, what? But he's always healthy. He's never going to make a mistake off the field. He's he's a great guy. And so it's also character. It's also health. Like all that goes because it's a business. Let's be honest. All that goes into these guarantees. Like and so if they're like, look, we can put all this money into this guy knowing we don't have to worry about him at night. We don't have to worry about him getting hurt because he's running around the field. We don't have to worry about him getting hurt after a big hit because he's pretty durable takes care of his body like you know puts the, like deshaun foster we had him on the show yesterday like he said you know putting the right stuff into his body working out more taking care you know massages all this like Kirk cousins does all that you know heck i mean i ran into him at disney he's in florida just resting you know doing the right things getting that vitamin d getting the sun you know just doing all that working out yoga every like whatever he needs to do he's doing it and so when you think about that that's where the league started to change because when Kirk Cousins got it, everybody's like, wait a minute, why am I not asking for a guarantee? Why am I not asking for fully? So if they want to, they can't say the Browns started it. The, the, the Vikings started it. The Vikings started this whole fully guaranteed because they gave it to Kirk Cousins. And then it's going to be, you know, now we're going to start to see receivers like Justin Jefferson's probably going to ask for it. And the mm -hmm. Vikings probably will do it. I mean, we're going to see more and more of this because what we're what you're seeing now is these big signings, these 200 plus million dollar signings or 100 million dollar signings, but only like 60 guaranteed. They're cutting these players at the end. They're not paying them out towards the I haven't seen a player yet get all of his money. I mean, unless well Aaron Rodgers could have, but he left or wants to leave. But they're not just letting these players play their contracts out. When it gets down to the nitty gritty of this, like towards the end of their career, it's trade. It's I'm a trade you, cut you, or you got to redo your contract. Look at Adam Thielen. You know, people are always talking about Dalvin Cook. Look at Ezekiel Elliott. Like, Ezekiel Elliott wasn't happy with what the Cowboys offered him, so he said, let's hit the open market. And now he's learning, like, wait, maybe we should go back to the Cowboys. He might be a Cowboy again because he's going out there and he's like, well, because everybody thought the Jets had Zeke on hit on their wish list. Zeke had his own wish list of teams he wants to go to. And that doesn't work. You can't just want to go to the, the contenders because you're a running back and you you hope they'll they'll pick you up. They're like, look, we already got plans. We don't need a running back of your caliber. Like, you're expensive. You're not always healthy. And I think that's the key. It's health. Like, if you're not a fully healthy guy and running back is one of those positions, I can't put all that money out there on you. You know, and I think that's the key. But for Kirk Cousins, $84 million, the Vikings started this. The Vikings started all these quarterbacks thinking, like, I should be able to get a fully guaranteed contract too. Kirk Cousins got it. Why can't I get it? But it's going to change the market. The market we know is changing. Uh, the teams are changing. Kirk Cousins, I mean, and we'll talk about this on Friday on the roundtable, so make sure you tune in for that. But Kirk Cousins, he was voted one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFC. We already said that. A lot of us, you know, and we'll, maybe we'll all come up with our own list for NFC, AFC, top five. Not we, we will. We're going to come up with our own list, and we'll talk about it Friday. But Kirk Cousins is on everybody's top five, and he's not five or four. So I tweeted this out, what, a year ago, and it blew up? Two, three million people commented and saw the tweet because Shannon Sharp like tried to dunk on me and pick 10 quarterbacks he thought were better than Kirk Cousins. He's been quiet ever since. Like Shannon Sharp hasn't said much about Kirk Cousins. Because everybody else has put him in their top 10. I don't know. What do you guys think? But we are going to talk about these league meetings because, again, there's more stuff about player safety we have to talk about. And I can't believe the NFL is going to do this. I hope owners don't take advantage of what they've been given. Because, again, just because a rule changes don't mean you have to do it. Just because you're offered something doesn't mean you have to do it. You know, like that's the thing about legalized gambling. 
when you legalize sports gambling, you don't have to do it. It's out there, you know, and that's that's why I think people are getting the miss. You know, when you legalize marijuana, you don't have to do it. It's out there. You know, that that's that's the whole point of this. Everything that's out there, you don't have to do it, but it should be an option. But this option for the NFL, I don't know if I would have done this because I feel like they're going to they're going to create more problems uh and they're when they're looking for solutions and this is not the answer but remember when you subscribe to locked on sports minnesota you're getting endless vikings talk with local expert experts subscribe to the free locked on sports minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcast and you can find all of our videos on the locked on sports minnesota youtube channel and make sure you hit that subscribe button if you don't have an email address it's very easy but i'm pretty sure everybody has an email address it's 2023 um just take your email address when you log into youtube you can have a youtube account and then hit subscribe you'll get all of our videos all the shows and we really appreciate the subscriptions uh it's free so help us out and uh we have a word from our sponsors we are presented by FanDuel as we are every day. We're down to the final four in March Madness. There's no better place to get in the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers right now get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. There are hundreds of ways to wager. Money lines, point spreads, you can bet on the eventual March Madness NCAA Tournament Champion. That's all on the FanDuel app. It's safe, secure. It's super easy to use. Don't miss your shot at the no sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, at FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up there and make every moment more with FanDuel. Well, Sam, we got to talk about the the past week or so. Gabe Henderson was down there at the league meetings. Got a chance to interview Kevin O'Connell. And uh, I like what Kevin O'Connell said. Kevin O'Connell was very strategic. And he was like, you know, I've seen these league meetings since I've been a coach. I've seen the picture because everybody talks about who wasn't in the picture, like who didn't show up. Um, Like I know the one year uh, when there was like seven black NFL coaches, I think Romeo Cornell, this was back like Romeo Cornell days. And they had all those seven guys took pictures together. Like that was cool. Uh, Mike Tomlin always talks about that. You know, the minority coaches make sure they get together to take a picture. Kevin O'Connell said, I always looked at the group picture and there's always jokes about it. You know, like who wore what, uh, who, who, who was too close to who, like this, the, the, the funniest one I heard yesterday and I, I haven't looked at the picture completely yet, but I did see the Kevin O'Connell part. Cause I just, I saw the picture pop up. Um, but Andy Reed was sitting next to Belichick and both decided to go with shorts. And so for a minute, they were thigh on thigh. And it's like, as a man, how long do you let your bare thigh, like sit up next to another dude's thigh without like just acknowledging or rubbing his leg or laughing about it, you know, like versus making it awkward because they looked awkward. And so then you see, I think it's Andy Reid. I haven't looked at the picture, but it looks like somebody said Andy Reid, like kind of closes his legs and he looks like he has like a, like he's purposely trying to like sit tight, like he's on a bus or something. Um, but Kevin O'Connell said, you know what? I'm going to be next to Dan Campbell and Robert Sala. And these dudes are jacked. I mean, yep. they are two big former players. Kevin O'Connell, former player as well. And he said, you know what? Right before they said one, two, three cheese. He said, I knew I had to make my move. And he waited until the last minute to step forward. He took one step forward, which everybody knows camera angles matter. Like, all the girls taking selfies and, and, and IG pics, they know it's all about them angles. That's why I think Beyonce has a song. It's all about the angles. Um, that's not the beat to it, but I, I'm, it's not, I'm drawing a blank, but I know it's all about the angles. Um, 
Kevin an- O'Connell's angles. Yeah, right. the angles. Yeah, it's all about them angles. Uh, put your phone out. Yeah, it's Drake. That's what it is. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, but it's all about them angles. Like you gotta like that's why you see girls bending down, taking like that was the funniest thing at Disney. Like at the pool, uh, we were at the the park, um, Islands of Adventure, and then the Volcano Bay. It's funny to watch like girls like try to get down and take pictures for other people and take you know take it for their girl and so it's all about the angles and so Kevin O'Connell knew that you know he's young and so he stepped forward last minute boom makes him look huge compared to those guys as far as just size because they're all probably about the same height well he's taller than Sala but him and Campbell are about the same height but because he stepped forward the camera's there it makes those two guys look smaller in the background and so he's like you know I had to do it it's a power move. And so I like the fact that little things like that, he's willing to joke about and have fun with, like he's willing to do those things. And so I think for Kevin O'Connell, one, it's a power move, but it's also like a, Hey guys, I'm here and I'm paying attention to what's going on. Um, And it just seems like, you know, it seems like he's willing to like do the little stuff and be a man of the people, like tell us the inside jokes like that, like be a player's coach where he can have those jokes with the players later. Like he just, and it's not like he's purposely trying to do it. It's just like, look, I, I've seen this picture. I don't want to be seen as like the little scrawny guy in the back. Like, I want to be up front. I want to be like, when I look at my picture, when they send us this little picture for our wall, I want to make sure I'm seen. But we all know there were three coaches that didn't show up. I'd have to look back and remember who they are. Um, but even that, those conversations come up. Like, why did they show up? Why did they take the picture? Where were they at? What were they doing? You know, like, all of this is is a part of this week. Um, but, you know, first – your thoughts on Kevin O'Connell's power move before we move in. Cause there's a rule. We got to talk about the rule change. There's a bunch of rule changes, mm-hmm. but one of the ones I'm just not a fan of it. NFL did it. So whatever, but what are you, what are your uh, thoughts on Kevin O'Connell's picture? Yeah. Yeah. Love, love KOC. Um, you know, getting out in front of a couple of yoked up dudes. He, he looks, he's front and center too. Right. Wasn't he like right in the middle? Kind of the, uh, the yep. face of the photo. Honestly, yep. he, he put himself in that prime a one position. Uh, I love it. I also loved after his press conference going up and uh, and wrapping Chris Thomason in a hug. Chris Thomason, the uh, former Pioneer Press beat writer who left, and KOC going and hugging him. He's with covering the Broncos now, so that was another fun KOC thing. KOC just wins the press conferences, man. He's uh, yeah. he's a he's a good dude. He's cool. Now you got to win the games, and he did. He won thirteen of them. Um, that's gonna be a tough act to follow. That's the problem when you start off that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember joking. I forgot who used to joke with me, but maybe my granddad or somebody. Or, but they used to always tell me when I first started dating my wife, like, be very careful what you do in the first couple of years because you got to live up to that. Like if you open the door every time, which I'm always an open door guy. I open the door, you know, all that. But he's like, if you're always like the little stuff, like if you uh, always make sure that she's this, or if you always take her to a nice restaurant, if you always, you know, dinner this in a movie like if you're always that guy like you it when you start just being hey let's just go grab some some dinner or hey let's like your your, their expectations are higher and so that's that's the problem with kevin o'connell is he's kind of started out really high and so i think he's just trying to stay in that um you know power move and now let's see what the season and like is this going to be one of those where he's mentally going to have that edge over these teams he plays this year who knows who knows I mean, but there's something fun to talk about. Kevin O'Connell giving people a little off-season uh, talk of him, you know, pulling a power move. Here's another one from the league meetings, though, Sam. Um, they've approved, and this is why I, I think this is where it's going to get bad. They've approved a second Thursday night football game. So now there's two Thursday night football games that owners can have. Um, they Again, they don't have to schedule it, but they can if they would like to work that out with another team. My hope is there's not enough teams that want to do it. 
Um, I'm just not a fan of Thursday night because you play Sunday and then you have to turn around three days rest and play Thursday. We saw the Tua concussion. Uh, we saw the injuries. We saw the guys talking about they're sitting out because they're still sore from the Sunday game. Um, you know, the only other way to do it would be Thursday to Thursday to bye week. But either way, you can't get to a Thursday without playing a Sunday. So, you know, or bye week to Thursday, you know, and then all the way back around to Sunday. So it's almost like a, a, a um, it's like a bye because you're getting extra days. That's the only real way I see this. Like you can't go Sunday to Thursday without coming off your bye. And maybe that should be it off your bye or your bye week. Maybe you get a Thursday game. I don't know. Like it's, it, I just don't, I don't get it because that's not the start of a, that's the start of the week. Not so there's no way to really give a team their bye week and then have them miss. You know what I mean? Like it's like bye week. And then that next week, maybe you play Thursday. Like that's the only way to do that. And then you get that Sunday off and you go back around and you play Sunday. Like, I don't know how they're going to do this because again, players are already complaining about Thursday night football being sloppy and gross and horrible. And, but again, we get it. It's about money. It's put more games on TV, more games on, on the national platform. Cause there's nothing else going on. So Thursday night, everybody's tuned in, but at the same time, the worse the football gets, the less the people are going to watch. Like, I, I remember people were saying that like the two teams, I forgot. It was like the, the, the Washington commanders and somebody else. And everybody's like, Oh, this is a horrible game like why are we even doing this um i think it was like commander's giants maybe or something i can't remember it but one of those years it was a horrible like it, it was like it was like back to back to back thursday night games all were horrible like it was like turn this off this is crap and you're just putting more bad football out there like, i don't i don't get that like i don't get the whole wanting to do that the players have asked not to do it uh but now they have a, a second so that that to me that goes against the whole player safety thing allowing teams to have a second Thursday night game just because of money. They're like, look, we can get more money from these other networks. We can maybe stream on this platform now, maybe multiple platforms want to stream our, our deal. Um, who knows? Netflix might jump into the streaming football at some point. I mean, it, it's, it's all about money. It's all about getting the eyes to, to the, to the platform. But I think that's greed in my opinion, but it doesn't matter. We got the daily three coming up next. Uh, but Sam, before we get out of here, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, because again, I'm just not a fan of Thursday night football. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it well. It most teams get one Thursday night game per season, um, and that's kind of the game that coaches dread. That's the game that that's usually sloppier, and yep. if you have to travel for it, you get like one day of practice. Um, so to if you're gonna flex a team, because I think they're allowed to flex now, right? Like mm -hmm. if you're allowed to flex a team into a second Thursday game. Um, that's just, that, that is a legitimate disadvantage, um, for, for that club, especially if you have to play a really good opponent on that Thursday, you get limited prep. If you're the team that has to travel for it. Um, so you're right, Ron, like if they could, if they are going to give them a second game for fairness sake, it, it should be after their buy. You, you right. should not have to, um, have another three day rest period for a, one of your, you know, two of your 17 games during the year. That would just be unfair. And, um, you know, I don't know why they want to add to it anyway, to be honest right. with you, but Hey, they're, uh, this is a, a league that loves money and they love those rights deals. That's for sure. Well, this is, this is going to be the clip to put on social media. Cause this is where my take goes before we jump to the daily three NFL has a ton of money. The NFL can do whatever they want. They've added a 17th game. So they, you know, everybody's, oh, I don't, they don't want to play more games. They added a 17th game. They took away a preseason game. Here's where you really should go with it. Maybe just do two preseason games. 
add another buy. So you don't, you're not adding weeks to the season. You're, you're just taking a preseason game away, which players want anyway. Training camp should be like a week of training camp or two weeks of training camp, then a game. And then in that two weeks, coaches should be able to make cuts and know who they're going to keep. Maybe another week of training camp. And then that last game to make their final cuts. And then the season starts. Now you have that buy built in. So every team gets two bye weeks. So if you have to travel to London, that's, you know, you can do it. You get a buy right after that. If you have a Thursday night game, you get a buy after every Thursday night. So instead of having to play Sunday and then play Thursday, you're going to play Sunday knowing you have a Thursday night game. You're going to have a buy that week. And then you play your Thursday game. Mm-hmm. And now, because you played Thursday, you don't play Sunday. And now you get a full 10 days to wrap around to another Sunday. If you know you have another Thursday coming up, that's where your bye week is again. You get another bye week. And then you play Thursday. So now you're giving the players, instead of three days rest, you're always going to give them at least eight days to 10 days or whatever, eight to nine days rest or whatever the math is. Because you would have, if you play Thursday, you'd have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday before you have to play again. So it's nine days. So 10 days before another game. Same thing. You just give them two buys. That's the easy way to do it. Like, it's not like you need what I think is 14 games every single time or something like that, or, or 13 games. I forgot how many teams are always on the buy. I think it's like four teams are always on the buy, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like if you change it up, you can do it. You're the NFL. Like you can do whatever you want. People are going to pay and watch. You're a billion dollar, you know, like, and we're going to talk about that in daily three. Some of your teams are worth over $5 billion. You can do whatever you want, but Hey, it is what it is. Uh, the NFL has, has done it, but I hope they do add another bye week in there. Even if they make the season uh, a little longer where they start sooner or end later, because again, that all-star game, you could take that out and just go right to the Super Bowl with that. So instead of having that, you push the season out a week to give them an extra bye week. I don't think any player would complain about an extra bye week, um, especially knowing you want us to play on Thursday. Let's give them another bye week. Well, we got the daily three coming up next. That's three questions. Three minutes each. Myself and Sam are going to jump into this. But, hey, you can check out the Minnesota Football Party four days a week, Monday to Thursday. Get your Vikings fit with Arif Hassan, Luke Inman, Luke Bryan, and Sam Ekstrom on Locked On Sports Minnesota. And we have a word from our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. Uh, Still time left to vote at BuiltMarchMadness.com. Vote for your favorite bar or puff. Mine, cookies and cream puff for sure. Uh, when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky lockdown listeners will get a free box of built and one listener gets a 12 month subscription. So your, their favorite built bars delivered straight to their door. You got to try these bars. The best protein bars in the world will make them so good. High in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. And now it's time for the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Take it away, Sam. All right. The Commanders, as Dan Schneider is you know, looking to, I don't know if he wants to sell the team, but he's going to be forced to sell the team. There is a $6 billion bid to buy that franchise. What do you think the Vikings would be worth on the open market, Ron? Yeah, well, first, I know one of the offers came from Magic Johnson, and so I hope they go with Magic Johnson. They need, They do need a minority owner. Uh, in this league, I don't know how much liquid cash you have to have in that six billion because um, clearly Magic has a lot of because he, he's in a buying group because we know he's a part of all those franchises he's a part of and all that so on and so forth. Um, but I'm hoping Magic Johnson gets this because it, it's time uh, if any franchise could use uh, some training 
um, some, 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 some being able to understand where they've gone wrong. It's definitely with a Magic Johnson-led group. Um, he, he's done great in the business world. Has a ton of contacts, very respected. Uh, when you look at the Vikings, stadium, city, um, uh, complex, you know, the, the players, the, all the stuff that goes along with this, airport close, private airport close, um, all that goes into the whole franchise. Now, the biggest issue with the Vikings, and I do understand this, land around the stadium. So if I'm buying the franchise, I want to, like, do I own the stadium? Or does the city own the stadium? Do I own the land around the stadium? Because we know they own all those acres around the practice facility. But do they own the land around the stadium as far as being able to do what they were like expanding, adding, uh, tailgating, all that kind of little things like that? Um, but there's the thing about money. And Aaron Rodgers said this. And I, I think it's a stupid quote, but it also made me think he, he had to be high. Because we already heard Jake Paul claims he was doing ayahuasca with Aaron Rodgers when he did it. So who knows what the heck was going on in there? But he said money is is energy, you know, and I and I, I understand what he was trying to say because it can drain. I think he was trying to say it gives you energy and it can drain you. This is the same thing with these this, this number six. But like money is whatever you think it's like a team is whatever you think it's worth. Like when you when we talked about the guy that bought the Clippers when Donald Sterling had to sell. The Clippers before Donald Sterling had that issue. That's why I think I don't say it was planned, but definitely was a, a push. Was only worth somebody said like around I don't know six hundred million something like that. He ended up getting like two over two billion dollars when he was forced to sell. So I think Dan Snyder's in that same position. Like I don't want to sell, but if I'm going to sell, you got to come high. And so six billion. So I'd say the Vikings. I'm guessing they have to be half of that. Like they have to be about three billion dollars um, because we know out there in that area in D.C. there's a lot of land in Virginia and so on and so forth that may come along with that team. Uh, and then the the thoughts of like stadium rebuild, all this other, you know, new complex, all that kind of stuff. But again, it's if you want to pay it, it, you can overpay for this team. And that's that's what we saw uh, with the Clippers. I think that's what's happening with them. But I think most of the teams are around that three, four billion dollars. Uh, I just think this is one of those strongholds that he's trying to hold over, you know, whoever wants to get him out the league's head so we can make some money back and then get his other people paid within his uh, organization. I don't know. What do you think? Um, well, I'm looking at Forbes. They valuated the Vikings at 3.9 billion. Boom. See, I was so right there. You were right there. And I'm guessing that if they were available, I'd probably be above that. Probably about four, 4.5. Yeah. So yeah, no, you were, you were spot on. Um, how about this, Ron? Calvin Ridley is going to be the first player to wear the number zero. That was approved yep. at the league meetings. Calvin Ridley is going to be agent zero. Which Viking do you think? should take that number well i tweeted out to the fans and you know we had some people respond uh and people let us know that's the question of the day too who would you like to see wear number zero uh for the minnesota vikings or do you think nobody should ever put it on um people were saying the new db byron murphy i actually like that i mean i know he was seven uh patrick peter was seven though so do you want to keep your number or do you want to start a new with the vikings agent zero because somebody said you know what he's going to allow zero receptions i like that you know, I, I do like that. I like that thought. Agent zero allowing zero interceptions or allowing zero receptions. Um, so I, I could see that. I, I like how that could be there. Other than that, I don't see like the only other person I kind of thought about was like Kirk Cousins or if they get like a like a big defensive tackle because like you're getting zero space to run through me, like something like that. But like I could see Kirk Cousins. And the only reason I say Kirk Cousins, I know it won't have it because he's eight. 
is just to do something flashy. Like just to do something to spice up the league, change the, the whole perception of Kirk is, you know, play it safe, Kirk. I'd love to see Kirk Cousins put on zero just to be agent zero, have a cool, like show up in sunglasses, uh, you know, like just, you know, passing out zero dollar bills with his face on it. You know, a la Deion Sanders It's all about the money. Like, I would love to see that, you know, Kirk Bucks and they have zero on it and he's signing them for people. I guess a whole marketing plan right there for agent zero if Kirk Cousins were to do that. But I know it's not going to happen. Uh, but you know, fa- some fans have said like KJ Osborne, um, you know, I think that was really it. Like I, I, the other one too, just cause he's big, the big tight end, uh, was it Josh Oliver? Is his oh name? yeah. Just the yep. big, you know, like just to be big wearing zero, like just something different new show up. Hey, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the big zero. Uh, I'm gonna allow zero sacks to my side of the bar, zero pressure <laughs> when I'm lined up. Like, I don't know. But those are the only ones I came up. Did you, were there any that jumped out for you? Um, I don't know if there's a current player that strikes me. I would like to see the first Viking zero be born into it. I want it to be a draft pick. So oh, okay. like the next flashy wide receiver draft pick, I think should should take zero and be the first guy. And he can be raised as number zero. He doesn't have to change. He literally is born into the number zero and then he wears it for the next 12 years. That's what I want to see. All right, last one. All right, the Timberwolves play the Suns tonight, and Kevin Durant is returning from his injury. This is another big road game for the Wolves, who fell back into the seventh spot last night because the Warriors won. Uh, Do the Wolves have a chance against Durant and the Suns? Oh, they have a chance. I don't know if a good chance, but they have a chance. And this is where I look at playoff basketball. I don't know if you watched the Warriors game. Draymond Green... I don't know if he just doesn't like the Pelicans or he's turned on playoff mode already. He went out there and attacked Brandon Ingram. He was fighting with everybody on the court. Like, that's what it should be about. Like, I'm not saying go out there and fight, but Kevin Durant should leave that game and feel hurt. Like, he should feel their body. He should feel that they beat him up. And Devin Booker, too. But mainly Kevin Durant, because I feel like Kevin Durant, when you get under his skin, he's like he's he's shown he's sensitive because of what like every time Charles Barkley says something, he like gets mad about it. And so I, I'd say you got to make him like it's got to feel like a playoff atmosphere uh, because this is a t- these are two playoff potentially playoff teams. Uh, Timberwolves, maybe if they can, you know, win the play in now at this point and then, you know, for sure the Suns, but they got to feel you like but I think they have a chance. But if Kevin Durant walks around untouched can shoot open jumpers you know doing his little move and all. like that shows me that the timberwolves aren't ready to to be in big time playoff basketball but if they go in and treat it like a play-in game or like they're playing the grizzlies or whatever and they turn up the intensity like that's what i saw from the warriors the warriors look like you know what okay it's go time it's five games left let's go i mean you saw them attacking players you saw them you know like pressing at half court every once in a while trying to trap. I mean, they were doing some, like, they were getting after it. I mean, it was playoff atmosphere. And that's that's what the Timberwolves have to bring to the Suns. Like, if they don't, they have no chance because the Suns are fundamentally the best team in basketball other than Nuggets right now, just the way they're built. Like, they can spread the floor out. They have bigs inside. Uh, it, it's a tough team to deal with. And so, again, it, and it's also who's going to guard Kevin Durant. I think that's the key. Because Anthony Edwards, my guess, is Devin Booker. Um, but who do you put on Kevin Durant? Because he's going to give whoever 25 easily. But who, who do you put on him? And do you run another guy at him? Or do you say, you know what? He's going to give us 25 to 30 regardless. So you have at it. But, yeah, I think they have a chance. But I don't think they have a huge chance. But if they do win this one, 
it speaks volumes to their opportunity in the playoffs. And, and again, that big three gelling together. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, if they win this game, that's the best Wolves road trip I've ever seen to go to Golden State, Sacramento and Phoenix and win all of them when you needed to. That's huge. I want to see Jaden McDaniels against Durant. That's got to be the matchup. He's blossoming into one of the best defensive players on the team and in the game. Yeah. So I'm I'm fired up to see that. I'm sure Durant is on a little bit of a minutes count, so maybe he's not fully impactful. I think that kind of opens the door for the Wolves to to have a chance in this one too. Well, yeah. Well, good show today, Sam. Appreciate you. I want to thank everybody that continues to like, download, share, comment. And remember, if you want Inland Vikings talk, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel, wherever you can find or sorry, where you can find all of our videos, all of our shows, instant podcasts after every game, and the Vikings press conferences delivering all the biggest news. Like our videos and leave your thoughts in the comment section. And just let us know, too. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Just hit that subscribe button because you'll get all the updates. But also, subscribers help us out. So we want to thank you guys for continuing to ride along with us. And have a great day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.